back. Hey. Hello. How's everybody doing? Uh, still pumping blood through the heart. That's a good thing. Yeah, that's a that's a start. That, uh, Positives. Right <laughs> you there. gotta look on the bright side of everything, uh, and that means that this morning, of course, uh, Zoom decides to have uh, major issues. So we had to switch our. Uh, Recording set up here and doing some things a little bit differently on the fly and cause a little bit of stress uh, for me. Uh, I was a little stressed out. I, I like yelled and threw my headphones and stormed out. And, and I, I was... thought I was the diva in the group. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're playing the diva. I'm the real diva. Uh, so... No, it was, uh, you know, a lot of uh, pressure to get this up and running. And I, I hope uh, Zoom comes back because that was uh, that was something we were all comfortable with. But uh, we're trying some different things now. And it'll all hoping. work out. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's no saving throw for stress in real life. <laughs> oh, wouldn't that be sweet? Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, uh. I think that I think that there is. You just don't know what's happening, and then the, and then when you fail, it's called a heart attack. Oh yeah. Well, I'm lucky I didn't have one of those. Uh, at least not today. Uh, maybe next week. Um, but uh, we managed to get by, and at the very least, you'll have some static to listen to when these episodes <laughs> end. <laughs> so thank you all for being here today to play this game under these uh, circumstances that just seem to keep getting worse, but we're hanging in there uh, trying to move the story along and provide some uh, much needed entertainment. I heard that people were running out of shows to watch on uh, Netflix and other things. <laughs> How so. is that even possible? That's just there not. There are more shows <laughs> yeah. than you could ever watch. I, I don't know how. I feel like I'm falling way behind. There are just so many things out there, but... Um, I understand. There might be a shortage of things that you want to listen to. Uh, my wife has started uh, re-watching Golden Girls, which... Wow. Is, like, sends me immediately out of the room... Not that I wasn't a fan of the Golden Girls, but it's hard to rewatch. I'll just be honest. Thank you for being a friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, well, um, so speaking of thank yous, we should probably take uh, our standard moment or two to thank our Patreon supporters, our uh, wonderful sponsors that help us uh, do things on the fly, like... Uh, buy new services to stream our podcast to so that we can actually make episodes when they're scheduled when Zoom is down. So thank you, Patreon supporters, for making yes. all of this possible. Absolutely. And especially, we talked about um, calling out some people, I think, uh, one of the previous episodes. And so we're going to do that. And I got permission from some of our Patreon patrons to say their names. So this week, we're going to call out Benjamin. Benjamin, thank you hey, so Benjamin. much. Yay, thanks, thank Benjamin. Benjamin. Thank you, Benjamin. Uh, Benjamin became a supporter just uh, in the past couple of weeks and nearly knocked my socks off because I was sure that he uh, misclicked um, <laughs> when he became our first uh, $25 a month supporter. But thank you, Benjamin. That was amazing. And actually, that's pretty much what I spent this morning to get us back 
recording on time. So very <laughs> timely, Benjamin. That. It's like you were uh, prognosticating this uh, uh, massive Zoom failure this morning. Um, does Ben? Does Benjamin own this? Recording then? Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> I, I, I can't means. go that far. Brought you by oh. Benjamin. <laughs> uh, thank you, Benjamin, for, uh, again, helping make this happen. Thank you to all of our listeners and our Patreon supporters for, for being there. And uh, we hope we can provide, uh, you know, a good couple of episodes now. Um, Alar, are you ready to recap us? I was born ready, Jerry. <laughs> Wonderful. Let's see. Alar and the Outsiders continued their quest to infiltrate Old Town to facilitate a parlay between its leaders. They heard of a secret way by way of a rundown Chandler's. At the Chandler's shop, they found a former sinless hiding in a closet on the run in a city suspicious of any authority. He helped them find the secret entrance to the Dark Runs, where they were soon beset by a beast. Who will die? Find out. <laughs> On Dungeon uh, Patrol. Yeah, very well done. Um, we had some uh, conversation before we started recording on who we thought was going to die. And uh, I think our friend Brokos here was pretty convinced it was him. <laughs> Sometimes the lineup changes in a band, Jerry. <laughs> if only I could show like the sad feed of sad looking Mastiff with the, in the arms of oh. an angel. Oh, yeah. no, 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 If it's any consolation, you'll yeah. always be known as an original member. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like Pete Best. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man. Okay. You should be a drummer. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I like the drummer in uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Like, so then, then, characters. then every episode we could you know, like bet up when he's going to lose an arm. <laughs> uh, we're uh, we're uh, a little loopy after after the morning's trials here. Um. So. Uh, thank you, Alar, for the recap. Uh, we're going to hope that no one's going to die. That's what, that's what I'm going to hope for. We'll see, though, uh, because uh, like Alar said, something dropped off the ceiling, landed on our friend Brokos, and um, uh, he was in Mastiff form. And now, was it a pancake that someone flipped too hard? <laughs> it could have mm, been. Pancakes. It'd be delicious uh, right about Some now. Spaghetti noodles? Uh, yeah, spaghetti noodles. Uh, maybe. Pizza pie, you know, throwing it up a little too high. Marshmallow fluff. <laughs> Something delicious. Not in a sewer, probably. I'm just going to guess. <laughs> um, but... Uh, so I can't remember if we rolled initiative last time and I accidentally cleared out our initiative. Not accidentally, accidentally. I did it on purpose, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, we're going to ask you guys to roll initiative again. Yes. Do it. God, I'm using D&D &D Beyond self-roll on their character sheet. Oh, it you're is using amazing. that? Really? Yes. No. Yeah. Yeah. You have to be a subscriber to get that, though. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I have heard good things about it, so. It's, it's we'll, fun stuff. Oh, 
we'll we'll get your full review after you after you, you survive here. <laughs> um. So you use the dice, Dad. You got to use real dice. I've got so many dice and so little room. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It just makes me feel better to actually roll. Like, yeah, it gives oh, yeah. you the illusion of control. Like on Friday, I was rolling so bad that I actually used real dice because I was rolling so many ones on the roll twenty. It oh, was so yeah. bad. Yeah, that was pretty bad. What they need is virtual uh, dice jail on some of these uh, apps. <laughs> yes. that would that would be the big selling point for me. Uh, Alar, what did you get? I'm a 10. You're a 10. It looks like Triss has a 15. Kragar, you have a 15 as well. I do. Brokos. Punching it in right now. Isn't it coming up? <laughs> it Whoa. did. A 19. Yeah. Okay. So look at that. Yeah. And you know what See, I rolled? Are you glad we restarted? <laughs> you rolled a one? <laughs> yeah. I rolled a one. Uh, so I sort of regret clearing those out, uh, but, uh, it is what it is. And, um, so this creature, this thing, this blob that's kind of yellowish in color, kind of slowly drops down on you like a, you know, I, I can't even describe it. Silly putty, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, uh, someone else have a better. I like the pizza though. Pizza dough. No, pizza dough. Yeah, Jello. I'm, actually, I'm thinking more like like the slime that kids make, you know, and they said that kind of stuff because it's not just silly putty is just like gonna drop. Yeah, that's a, and not envelop. Correct. That that is good. The slime analogy is much better. So this thing drops on you, uh, partially engulfing you, Brokos. But it is your turn. Um, well, I would like to, if it's okay with everybody, I'd like to disengage. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I. So, is it got me grappled or anything? Or uh, no, no. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a. Um, yeah, I'm going to take a step back here, and then uh, I'll, I'll attack. Then, if it's not going to, I'll I'll bite down. Okay. Let's so see. did it Let's did it attack it you? Did you get I, damaged by it? No. Uh, no. I don't believe I said there was a surprise round or anything. Okay. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, that's good. That's good. There was some debate last time because he was pretty <laughs> unhappy about it, uh, not being able to sense it uh, dropping no. on him. <laughs> After watching my smell dog, something. yeah. If I was if I was keen on something else, though, I don't know. Like it's a dog chasing a squirrel; they're completely, you know, yep. have no idea. So I would accept the surprise round if that's what you thought. <laughs> well, I mean, but how do you pick up one slime versus another in a sewer? I mean, it's right, a right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really generous that you're accepting that. <laughs> we appreciate that that, that acceptance so no surprise tech is that what the DM wants yeah I figured after uh, my uh, uh, diva episode before we started recording uh, I at least owe you that no I actually can't yeah, remember yeah, you probably uh, talent though 
Yeah, we, um, I did call you talent. Uh, well, I'm, go- I'm just going to take it for what it's worth. I'm not going to argue with the DM nope. about what he's given me. So I'm Good going call, to. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm going to actually use real dice because it's a dog. And I'm going to roll to bite him. I, I don't know if you can be really knocked prone, so I'm not going to really. Do you really want um, a mouthful of this stuff? It is what it is. Um, of course, so I've seen what dogs eat. Yes, right. Uh, that's going to be a 17 to hit. Nice. All right. And mm. he's going to chop out a whole five points of piercing damage. Ooh, five points. Is this target a creature? Uh, I believe so. Uh, what is it here? Well, here's the thing, and this is kind of a little more complicated. If the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be knocked prone, but I don't know no. how it could be knocked oh, prone. Oh, yeah, no. probably not. It's an ooze. Yeah. All right. So, and then I'm going to just, uh, since I have enough movement. Going to get out of there? I'm going to roll, I'm going to kind of run around him. Oh, okay. And get 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 back from behind. Nice. So I'm gonna bite him while I'm running around, and that's my turn. Okay. So you're walking along, sniffing the ground, uh, following this trail. All of a sudden, this uh, glob of stuff falls down from the ceiling in front of you, and you have a second to look up and see more of it heading right towards you. You jump back and. Uh, um, Manage to skirt around the outside of it, taking a bite as you go. And it is now Kragar's turn. So, since you ran around it, I get advantage on my attack, right? Yes, you do, which mm-hmm. would be a nice little sneak attack, too. All right. So, I'm going to use my reach to just do two quick slashes to see what I can do to this guy. Nice. So, we'll start off with the old rapier. And it's going to be a 22 to hit. 22 will definitely hit. Uh, for 8 damage. And then I'm going to hit him with the short sword. And that is going to be a uh, 24 to hit. Uh, that is yeah. also a hit. Now, can I, I only get sneak attack on one attack around, right? I think that's Correct. how to work. Yeah. Correct. Annoying. Or five damage, so just two, just like that, and I'll just. It's not quite as right annoying there. when you're doing like three d six later on, four d six damage. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, what was the first damage type that you did? Uh. So rapier is piercing. I assume. Piercing. piercing. It's piercing, piercing and slashing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, they're both piercing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They both are? And what was your total? Gosh, Jerry. I 37 and 29. <laughs> <laughs> That's close. Uh, I, th- I think Back I have it. Okay. okay. So you managed to... Uh, have a couple of good stabs in on this thing and uh you know your blade your sinks in right up to your hand and you know you can feel it start to engulf your hand and you pull out but it it looks like you did some damage uh 
and it uh, kind of recoils a little bit. You can see it sort of undulate and move away from your weapons. And uh, that is your turn. Now it's mm -hmm. Triss. So Triss is going to call on her vast knowledge of, I don't know, the the sewers of her city. <laughs> it, what do I know about this thing? Uh, Am I able to do a knowledge roll on something? Sure. We'll see what, what you get. What? Um, nature or history or something. Nature or history or something. Huh. All right. Well, let's Sell just me see. on it. That sounds like an athletics check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. So my athletics. He said something. She's really working out her mind. Oh, I no. trained with these uh, as I was coming up through the. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, this is what they pitted us against in the army, and so I'm uh -huh. very well versed in. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. No. No. <laughs> I'm pretty forgiving uh, so today, but not not quite that forgiving. I rolled a twelve. A twelve. And yeah, and that's I've got a plus zero on nature and plus zero on history. So, um, you know, you've you've heard of such things, um, and uh, you have uh, you're able to uh, realize that there, you know, this could react poorly uh, in certain circumstances, um, and one of those being if it uh, is hit by. Um, Lightning um, could have okay. a bad effect, um, you know, like an unintended effect that would be bad for all of you, um, perhaps. Uh, you also know that it is resistant to uh, acid and um, that they're, you know, basically very slow moving. Oh. So I don't really know any weaknesses of it. Um, you do not know any weaknesses of it. I was really hoping that Tris had some esoteric knowledge about how it recoils and shrivels up as soon as it's hit by dog urine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we're sure that's not it. I can do that. <laughs> uh, you have a supply of dog urine uh, just waiting to be unleashed. Um, but well, no, we <laughs> certainly do. Yeah, you can, yeah. You can try uh, just to see what happens. Uh, All right. Well, then, since I don't really know anything useful other than no lightning, which I don't have access to anyway, I will just run up. Uh, no lightning or slashing. You would you would think that would be bad. Okay. Or no slashing. lightning. Or slashing. Fortunately, all I can do is pierce it. So I will start with my rapier. And that is, ooh, that's a 14? Uh, that hits. Oh, cool. So you also should have advantage, right? Uh, yeah, it's a large you're, creature, so yeah. that's the way you're it's across from him. Uh, Well, I mean, I hit it, so I'm cool right now. Except you could roll a 20, you know. Okay, then I'll roll again. <laughs> I did not roll a 20. And that is... That is five piercing damage. All right. And then I will hit with the short sword. And that is a 19. And... 
Yes, and that is seven damage. Wow. All right. So um, that also you see a very similar reaction from uh, uh, Krager's hits. It recoils from your blows, uh, sort of, you know, moves in mysterious ways uh, as you're uh, stabbing it and uh, tries to recoil from your blades. Um, and it seems to be um, not liking uh, being stabbed at all. Um, Alar, you're up. I cast lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> just, just out of curiosity. Um, which I don't have as a second level bard. Uh, so <laughs> I am going to instead pull out my mandolin and sing a stinging rebuke of how poor slimes are at dancing. Mm. I'm going to cast Bane upon the creature so it gets a charisma save. Charisma save. Well, you know, listening yeah. is all about charisma. All charisma. All personality. Uh, that's a seven, so I'm guessing that. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, whenever it makes an attack roll or a saving throw, it needs to roll a d4 and subtract that. Wow. Okay. Nicely done. Let's see. So that is your turn. Yes. And the creature finally gets to go. And I'm just going to roll here quick to see who it would uh, target. And um, what does it actually do? It's going to reach out uh, with one of its pseudopods extending this gelatinous yellow mass comes flinging towards Kragar. And uh, why me? <laughs> I'm not even next to it. Aren't you anymore? I'm, he's, I'm he's literally the farthest away. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, I was just basing that on on the roll, but uh, now that I look at the map, uh, then it's gonna go after uh, after uh, Triss, I guess. Oh. Craig That's how that works. Craig Craig. <laughs> <laughs> you have to live with her after this episode. <laughs> right. Uh, so that is a, uh, I can't read, um, 19 to hit. And Wait, the, the minus four doesn't come now? Minus four. Yeah. Or you got to roll minus D4, D4. Four. <laughs> oh, I have to roll a d4. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for any attack or saving throw. Roll high. Uh, I did. So 15. Does not hit. Alar. Uh, <laughs> dancing insult. Alar did something useful. Uh, what the heck? Oh, that was so close. It's uh, it's gonna use the rest of its time here yeah. to retreat. And Treat. It, yep, it's going to start slinking towards the nearest wall. All right, I so include a verse Tris. on how cowardly slimes are. So we all get attack for opportunity. Uh, Tris does. Are you just going down? Uh, Krager well, does so too Krager. because of reach. his long arms. Yeah. Yep. So that's well, a. I'm going to take my attack. Okay. Yeah, go for it. Seventeen. 
Well, actually, uh, that's plus my four, so 20. Yep. 21. Definitely a hit. Okay. And that is eight damage. Eight damage. That hurts. Okay, so it's slowly moving across the floor away from you, and you lunge out as it uh, heads towards the wall and manage to uh, stab it again. And you see it, like, recoils and also seems to slow down. Like, you get the sense that uh, you really injured it. And, Kragar, what did you do? So I don't think I actually get, because I'm not engaged with him, um, I only have the long arms for the benefit of attacking. Oh, okay. okay. Cool. Um, so it is still alive. And then we go back to Brokos at the top of the order. So if I, you said pee hurts, dog urine hurts. If I lift my leg, is that provoking <laughs> attack of opportunity? Absolutely, it would be. <laughs> I'm going to be a very again. dangerous move. Uh, that is a uh, 16 to hit. That is a hit. And I'll take another bite and do seven points, max damage. Max bite damage. So the... Toss her out like a dog toy. <laughs> the thing starts to climb up this wall next to you. You can see it slowly moving its way up like it's just like able to climb it without any problems. And you lunge at it, bite down hard, and actually manage to rip a chunk of this globby substance off of its uh, form and shake it around and spit it out on the ground and then it slowly kind of falls to the ground and sort of loses cohesion and turns into a gelatinous puddle on the ground and it is dead. Oh, nice. I'm going to bark at it, jump and roll around in it. Oh. And then get, get, get up and shake it off. It does smell terrible. Uh, and while awesome. you're while you're rolling you around awesome. in it, <laughs> you you notice there are some things stuck inside of it. Oh, okay. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll bark at them and look at them and like you know sniff at them. Okay. Uh, uh, have there. Thumbs and all. You find a. Um, 32 gold worth of rings and coins. Ooh. Um, and you also find a potion of some sort and a little vial that uh, has managed to survive inside of this creature for uh, who knows how long and a steel dagger that appears to be in fairly decent shape. And... It's now a puddle that has been uh, trampled through and rolled in on the ground, and uh, <laughs> you s- smell smell like it now. So, yes, yeah, that's that was your goal. It all smells dogs. great to me. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, There's whole layers of subtlety that we just mm. don't get. <laughs> I'll, I'll pat Brokos on the head and say, "Good boy." <laughs> Uh, good boy, Brokos. Uh, so now what are you guys going to do? I will ask Elar if he can tell us what this potion is. 
Mm. I will pick up that steel dagger and examine it for its quality. Uh, the steel dagger looks like it's in pretty good shape. Uh, it appears to have ha- it has a, a steel uh, like chain wrapped handle, um, so nothing dissolved inside the creature, and uh, it looks like clean, shiny, and new. Like it totally cleaned it up. And uh, I I tell Triss what the potion is. And the potion is a potion of climbing, is your best guess. Oh. So who knows? Well, I know I'm right, Jerry. <laughs> I don't even know what you rolled or what you 17. See? Uh, Look, I talked you into it. I didn't even need to. <laughs> was that for? Uh, 17. Oh. Uh, what was that, Brokos? No, nothing. Nothing? Okay. So, uh, what's the quality of this water in the ravine or in the? <laughs> it's, it's a sewer. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of yellowish on your map if you can see that yeah. um, prime yeah. sewer quality Yep. I just don't know if that was silt or anything like that you know just <laughs> <laughs> so as so far as I. sewers it's pretty good yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so I can see the brick in the bottom so it's some clarity to it yeah that's true alright well, this is magical uh, the dagger yes uh, no just a regular, nicely cleaned, uh, well-made uh, steel dagger. Thanks, Alar. <laughs> Gregor, you should hold on to the potion of climbing. Hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm going to hold on to this dagger, too, if that's fine. Enjoy your slime dagger. <laughs> oh. I will slip it away somewhere yeah. where I can use it later. Yeah. Rinse it off. I'll trade you for my tail dagger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still disturbs me. I almost forgot about that. Uh, uh, okay. So what's what's next, crew? Well, onward. Yeah. Onward. On, yeah. Adventure on. Lead on, Brokos. So Broco still has the scent, uh, I'm guessing. Yes, he does. Okay. And so you guys uh, keep on traveling through the sewers. Um, you know, a variety of smells assault your nose, Brokos. Uh, but you manage to still follow this trail of these uh, were creatures that uh, um, you've been on since you uh, entered the sewers. And the sewers continue for some distance. You're wary after your last encounter, but although you hear the occasional noise, nothing lurches out at you or drops down on top of you from the ceiling. You see a few crude drawings of the Rat King, but few other glyphs mark your path until you reach a junction where the sewer splits into three other channels. And it appears that these tunnels have flooded recently. Uh, and you're having a hard time determining which of these tunnels is the one that your prey followed. Hmm. Okay. Well, if Brokos can tell, I can't tell. Okay, well, we had the the symbols... Uh, there was like the the thieves symbols as we entered the sewers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we had up fire, 
and then the sort of a circle with a line through it, and then three lines with a another line through it. And I'm wondering okay. if that's where we are at this point. Could the be next. The next symbol would be down, down arrow, and I don't know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as you're talking about that, you, you glance around, uh, in this chamber and you see another crude drawing of the rat king, but there's one peculiar difference and that this, uh, particular drawing only has three rats, uh, arrayed in a rough triangle instead of the six that you've seen before. And there are also jumbled letters below the drawing of the rat king and i will try to share those with you now on your map if i can and you guys let me know um if you can see that scrawled code yeah in charcoal you see a crude drawing of the rat king one difference is that there are only three rats jumbled letters when I say those magic words, does anything happen, Jerry? Uh, no, no. Okay. Well, it's nonsense. <laughs> I think that it's a code. <laughs> you guys are hot on the trail of figuring this out. Is there? <laughs> is this a code you're familiar with, Kregar? Uh, let me see if it seems like any thieves can't code that I know. Can I roll an investigation or something? Yeah, go for it. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I rolled a two. Oh, okay, so this is this is new to you. Um, and it's uh, it's different than the symbols you saw at the uh, when you entered, so um, it could be something to do with uh, you know the the three rat symbol. Um, you know, you just you're just really at a loss, Krager. Uh. Anyone want to take a guess? I'm wondering if it's just something like I'm just thinking to myself you know this looks like certainly I understand it It, this is a dog this is (laughs) I have no idea I'm just thinking maybe like does the three rats have to do with like every third letter or something of that nature kind of stuff that's a tremendous amount of insight from, uh, from a dog I still have my own intelligence and whatnot. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, it was a but, you know. Yeah. Thank you. But I don't think that really spells out anything, if that's the case. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you could uh, you could try to do a survival check. Uh, like, it, it looks like a... Okay, like, now, uh, I think I've got it. Really? Yeah. If you move the letter back three places in the alphabet. The first word spells out middle. Wow. Okay. 
That's it. That's you didn't intend that there, Jerry? What's that? You didn't intend that, or is that just an accidental thing? <laughs> That's way too creepy if it is. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I was thinking along the same, same idea, so I was looking at the third word, because R-O-G. Middle Sage... It's, two is it sage <laughs> yeah oh oh well that that might be uh you know a wear rat mistake then <laughs> it should be it should be an f instead of a g so middle safe middle safe to old so the middle yeah town all right Old, no. uh, Hopefully these wear old market didn't screw up any other letters there. Middle safe to old market. Uh, yeah, that wow. that does Good make job. sense. There you go. Hmm. You're more clever than you look. <laughs> I'm a lot more than I look. Uh, uh, that was. Uh, let me just say, I was worried about putting this in and putting people on the spot and having like you know 15 minutes of silence while people try. <laughs> <laughs> so that was very well done. Uh, good job. I feel like there's a little bit of like a payback from being stuck in that you know dying in the not being able to get out of the water filled. <laughs> yeah, this, this is yeah. simple. This is easy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> You didn't want that awkwardness again, right? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know what to do. Uh, <laughs> so I'll throw some uh, second grade riddles at them. That'll, <laughs> that'll be easier for them. Let's just stick to limericks just in case. So. <laughs> uh, no, that, that, that was nicely done. So you've deciphered this code, you believe. It, it sort of makes sense. And uh, Old Market, uh, Craig R. can tell you, is uh is where the uh night rover uh guild house is located of course that's where <laughs> i want to go okay so uh question is do you trust this note um i yes, trust I myself implicitly <laughs> let's go i think that we do trust this note okay uh, we will continue to be cautious brokos you go first <laughs> just kidding. And I'll just splash around and circle around and bark and then head on down. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Um, okay. So you follow the uh, se second channel, which continues to slope slightly downward. Uh, the fetid tunnel goes on for what seems like an eternity. All you can hear is the monotonous squelching and sucking noises from your boots as you trudge through the muck-covered passage. Suddenly, however, you see a light ahead. Not necessarily a light, but rather a slight break in the pervasive darkness. To your right is another passage, narrow but sloping upward. A faint aura of light seems to fill the tunnel before disappearing around a distant bend. There's no muck here, just a steady trickle of foul-smelling water running down a shallow central channel. Can I uh, do hear if I hear anything? I would like to like uh, perk my ears up and see if I can hear anything unusual or out of place. Uh, yeah, uh, roll me a perception. We'll see what you get. 
That is going to be... So I'm just going to my character back and forth. Uh, 23. 23. Oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Dog senses. Uh, I get it. Yeah. So you can hear uh, not only the uh, sound of the water uh, flowing down this central channel, but it sounds like it might be trickling down from someplace higher uh, up around the bend. Okay. So I'll follow that sound. All right. I'll follow him. So you follow the tunnel, and eventually you round the corner, wary for anything that might be lying in wait. Ahead is a chamber bathed in light. The ethereal glow seems to come from a small metal grate some 20 feet overhead. A small rivulet of water runs through the rusted grate and down the side of a stained and slime-covered wall, running into and around small handholds that have been crudely carved into the stone. What would amount to barely a small candle's worth of flickering light now seems to bathe the dark stone chamber in radiance. You can see a variety of crates stacked in the corner, all empty, but some with packing material of fresh straw. Fresh straw. Fresh. I will go over and sniff the crates to see if I can pick up any known smell. Um, You definitely smell the scent that you were following originally uh, that you believe might be were-rats. How long have we been under in the sewers? Um, I would say it's been about uh, mm, four or five hours. Oh, that long. Well, let me yeah. think about it. Because I can only I can only be an hour. Okay. <laughs> That's so good. I'm smelling them, you know, just, just myself. Like like, <laughs> and you're rolling around and stuff as a person fours, yeah. too. Fours, fours. <laughs> he didn't even realize he wasn't a dog, and we just kind of. <laughs> <went over here. laughs> I'm so new to don't tell. I'm so new to this beast form stuff that I still think I'm a dog. <laughs> no, um, well, uh, I, I think what did I say at the, at the beginning? The, it was like. Like 300 yards and um, I would say you probably have moved uh, maybe three miles um, and then there's a fight so probably a lot less uh, the going might have been tough in some spots but we'll say uh, we'll say an hour okay so then I'll change back into my human form okay and then realize I'm in my human form and this smells but I smell quite badly but um, yeah I'll tell them that this is certainly picked up the scent of, okay, of so what we were following so this is like a, uh, a room basically like a basement uh, yeah it's a kind of a dead end um, it looks like uh, there's a grate up above and it's just kind of meant to capture whatever market. overflow there is from this grate and run it down into the main one of the main tunnels but these boxes are stored here fresh straw so i'd like to open up the boxes and see what's inside okay the um let's see as you approach the boxes you notice that these crates seem relatively new a deeply burnt brand can be found on each one it's a brand that Triss immediately recognizes an axe and a mining pick crossed over a blocky PW. 
PW. Which Tris would know stands for her employer, Peck and Wimby. Former employer. Former employer, correct. As you explore the empty crates, your boots, Craigar, manage to crunch on some broken glass. Digging through some of the discarded straw, you find a small vial with a trace of dark purplish fluid at the bottom. Okay, at the bottom of the crate? Uh, there is dark purplish fluid at the bottom of the vial. Just a trace. Okay, but the vial was in the, the crate, and the crate's pretty much empty. Uh, yeah, there was some discarded straw that had been pulled out of one of the crates on the ground, and that's what you stepped on. And so we, as you dug around, you, you managed to find a, a intact vial. All right, I will carefully pick up the vial and study it. All right. What it is? Does it look like a potion? Um, you can roll me something, and uh, I'll let you choose uh, something that makes sense, history or something with the arcane, perhaps. Arcane? Um, I mean, I'll, I'll pretty much have investigation, or I could do medicine. Medicine or- might work. So I, I rolled a 16. 16. All right. So you uh, take a sniff of this and you manage to, uh, it brings back some memories, uh, some of the darker lessons that you learned uh, when oh. you were in the Thieves Guild. So you believe that this might be a poison called Midnight Tears that's harvested from certain rare mushrooms that are found in moldering subterranean caverns. And what you know of it is it's a, it's a very powerful poison and usually uh, takes effect um, at midnight. <laughs> Hence the name. Okay. Do you share this information with us? So I look thoughtfully at it and I say... It says remnants of a poison. We should be careful. And I'll toss it back into the uh, the empty the empty chest. No, I take it back. Okay. I pocket it. And then I say, do you know the remedy for this poison? I don't know. Do I? Uh, no. Do I know what it does? Um, I can look that up quick. Um, I believe it's... Uh, Residue of Midnight Tears. Does Oh, Midnight Tears. <laughs> I know all about that. Um, so a creature that ingests this poison suffers no effect until the stroke of midnight. If the poison has not been neutralized before then, the creature must succeed on a DC-17 constitution saving throw, taking oh. 96 poison damage on a failed save. <laughs> 96? Yeah. <laughs> So it could just be nine damage. Could be. I mean, but is it the stroke of midnight in your current time zone? I mean, what if you're riding rapidly west? Could you stay just <laughs> out of midnight? <laughs> what if you're on a plane, uh, on Dragonback, uh, flying? Uh, you don't know what time it is. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Apparently the poison knows what time it is. Um, That's amazing. 
might be it's a, uh, it's a lunar thing it's a lunar thing could be a lunar thing sense. yeah yeah could be greenwich mean time or whatever <laughs> no vadrigan standard time <laughs> vadrigan standard time vst people come on all right i'm gonna so is this climb, oh. i was gonna say i'm gonna climb on top of the crates to see if i can reach up to the grate there's handholds carved under the side are you not listening I was excited over the poison. Sorry. Just lots of data here. Uh, processing. Processing data. All right. So, yes, there are handholds. Um, I don't know if Trish shared the information about the crates with anyone. Um, oh, sure. Yes, I did. Of course. Okay. Ah, I know the symbol. Peck and Wimby. You know, we don't just walk around in silence looking at things. <laughs> is, there, is there a reason why they would be distributing this stuff or in trading this uh, not anything that I was aware of when I worked for them but they were kind of stingy <laughs> all their money is in poisons um, apparently and Craigar would your thieves guild this, this is the type of poison they would use well I mean thieves guild do get up to a variety of shady activities yeah, in this uh, in in this universe, Kragar, you know that uh, while people in the thieves guilds are familiar with this, it's fairly rare, um, mm-hmm. and uh, most often there's some kind of you know drow uh, involvement, uh, at least in the production of it. So it's very hard to come by. Mm-hmm. So this is fresh straw. So this is. And it's no longer there, just residues. So the actual rest of this has gone somewhere. Well, we don't have proof that it was all filled with poison so much, Uh, right? Correct. There was just the one vial, and that was on the ground, not even in the crate. Mm Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Well, let's be wary. Pondering. Much to ponder. Mm. I will quietly climb up the handholds that I didn't notice before. <laughs> that were pointed out to you. Yeah. She just smacks you on I mean, the back of the head and points to the handholds. I hand would hold. rather see a large uh, a large creature try to climb up boxes if, if we can. Just I not tell it. him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you're climbing and you get to the top. Uh, it's slippery. Uh, but you're uh, obviously very skilled in such things, and you manage to climb the 20 feet or so up to this metal grate. All right, I checked the grate. Is it locked? Uh, it's not locked. Okay, does it, is it on hinges, or just do I need to just like lift it and put it aside? Uh, just, it looks like you could just lift it and put it, push it aside. All right, I will attempt to quietly do so. Okay, you try to quietly shove the heavy grate aside, <laughs> but the sound try. of metal on stone seems to echo in your ears. But a moment of two, a uh, moment or two of silence passes, and you cautiously emerge into a small courtyard. Dilapidated buildings with empty, vacant windows surround a small, empty fountain. Brown, overgrown shrubbery partially obscures a narrow walkway that leads off to your left. I will motion the others to join me, and I'll move up, uh, I guess, to the shrubbery and hide. Okay. 
I, cl- I will climb up and follow him. All right. So you guys all climbing up and you get yes. into this uh, sort of uh, little courtyard area with a fountain. Looks like no one has lived there for uh, quite some time. And you see Kragar in the bushes off to your left. Uh, I'm scouting for movement or activity or anything. Um, from here, you don't really notice anything. Um, the path is fairly narrow um, and runs in between two buildings. Uh, each building is uh, a couple stories high. Does, do I recognize where I'm at? I mean, does it look like I'm in Old Town? Um, it does have the feel of Old Town, but you don't know exactly where you're at yet. Could be any number of small little uh, neighborhoods that uh, you've seen before in the area. Are How many exits churches? are there? Yeah. yeah. Like, what um, are our options? Yeah, there's this path that uh, Kragar is sort of hiding in front of. Um and then you could uh, try to climb in through windows in one of the buildings. Um, there appears to be uh, a door on one of the buildings that's just kind of hanging off uh, the hinges. Um, so your, your choice. It looks like uh, this shrubbery is kind of, some of it is, is growing there, but some of it's been placed there. Hmm. Okay, so I mean, is this, I guess, alleyway or whatever lead to another main road? Um, you could surmise such a thing, certainly. Well, I guess I'm just going to wait for everybody to come up behind me and then shrug and suggest we go to the, to the follow this passage. Okay. Okay. So you're going down the path. Mm-hmm. Yes. You s- squeeze past the clutching grasp of the lifeless branches, and your feet find purchase on large stones that have been worn smooth from centuries of use. They form a walkway between these two buildings. Fuzzy brown moss covers the mortared joints of both structures, and rusty red stains bloom down the walls from overflowing iron gutters above. Ahead, you see a half dozen steps, cracked and crumbling leading up toward an alley. Although it appears empty, you can hear the sounds of life, a melange of voices, footfalls, and creaking of leather and wood all blended together. Okay. Still going? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking? Following your lead, Krieger. Can we make out anything specific in the voices? Like, is there any... Um, I listen carefully. Yeah, like, is it a war rat party? Why don't you guys roll perception? Okay. Uh, 16. 14. 14. Okay. 18. 18. 17. Wow. You guys are all right in there. Um, but I got the highest. <laughs> just to point that out. Uh You guys uh, creep up to these steps, still keeping low, and uh, you can you can definitely hear it. It sounds like normal 
um, sort of city activity. Um, hmm. It's actually sort of a comforting sound when you get up there. It sounds, you know, there, there's no shouting, no screaming, no, um, you know, fighting of any kind. It, it sounds like, a, you know, a small town, you know, sort of, you know, bustling with life. I think we've made it. <laughs> so do we take to the streets or try to make our way through the buildings quietly? I think we should act like we own the place. How will they know we're not from here? I would feel more comfortable keeping to the buildings. They may have a community of sorts where they do know everybody who should and should not be here. Well, then they'll be very excited that a new band has arrived in their part of town. (laughs) A band that has emerged from the sewers? (laughs) Granted, we are not at our finest right now. Uh, One of you is covered in ochre jelly. (laughs) It's dry by now, but it's... And sewer water. It's just like gel now in your hair. Uh, Oh, hair product. Well... It would be useful to figure out where we're at, and I don't think we can do that from this alley. Well, you know this is the best area. Why don't we get to the end of the alley and actually get eyes on what we're looking at? Okay. So you climb up these steps, um, and almost the instant you set foot on uh, what is a a proper alleyway up above... um, you get your bearings and immediately recognize that this alleyway uh, leads to a side street that then empties into Old Market Square that's just basically a couple blocks away. And from what you uh, can guess, this will drop you off basically right next to the Night Rover Guildhouse. Well, Craigar, you're from this area. Surely if we walked with you, we would look believable. Well, we're trying to get to the guild house, so we should. Are we ready to just show up? That's up to you guys. But that is a uh, you know that is where Auden Wayne, uh, one of the faction leaders of Old Town, was uh, holed up, and you were supposed to meet with him and. Tell him to join the Alliance. Join the Alliance. Well, let's go say say hi to Auden. (laughs) Okay. Um, So you make it through the side street and or the alleyway that leads to the side street and there that's where the most of the activity is coming from. And people seem uh, very interested in just you know, ignoring each other, going about their business. But there are some small groups uh, of people, uh, some merchants out selling their wares. And, uh, you know, so it definitely feels like there are a lot more people in Old Town and there's a lot more activity in Old Town. And, you know, if you guys play it cool, you probably should be able to blend right in and hopefully just... uh, head towards your destination. You see, you two, you were worried for nothing. The flavor <laughs> text was just making you nervous. 
so you do some walking through this uh, lively uh, part of the city. At least it seems that way. Uh, Hello. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Looking good. Should we be handing out flyers? <laughs> Big show tonight at the Night Rover Guildhouse. <laughs> That's right. Uh, <laughs> um, you approach the imposing marble facade of your old order's headquarters, Craigar, and glance around to see if you're being watched. While the square is far from empty, like I said, most people seem to be just passing through, briskly walking toward one destination or another. Uh, you could, I guess, try to be cautious because you recall a small side entrance that leads directly to the baths on the lower level, or you could walk up the main stairs and try to go in uh, the front doors um, in front of everyone in Old Market. Your choice. Do, do you tell us that there's a side entrance? I, I think for a moment I say, we should go around the back. There's a side entrance. It'll be a little more discreet. Yes, do that. It's not a very subtle building for such a secret guild. Well, it was a, yeah, an old bathhouse before they took it over. So yeah, this this isn't the thieves' guild. This was the uh, the night rovers. We were uh, pretty much. Uh, what what would you equate them to? The Pinkertons, maybe. Okay, yeah. we, we specialize in recovery. <laughs> um. So. Actually, if you walk past the main entrance, you know that it leads to a sheltered walkway that would, uh, you know, prevent prying eyes from uh, spying you as you walk toward a flight of steps that goes down to a door. And at the bottom of the stairs, this door, you notice, is made of a very sturdy wood. But over time, with all of the warm, moist air contained inside, it has slowly rotted from the inside and has weakened it substantially, as well as the frame around it. Well, I'm going to go up and check to see if the door is locked. All right. So it Do you does... have a secret knock? <laughs> Night <laughs> rover well, knock. Well, we did, but... This isn't being run by the Night Rovers anymore. That is true. Um, so you go up to the door, and it does seem to be locked. But again, you notice there's a lot of give in it. Uh, the wood is kind of spongy around the frame. And you think if you you know, maybe put a shoulder into it, you could fairly quietly pop it open. Well, I, I think that before I jump to that, I'm going to fairly quietly try to pick the lock. Mm, good idea. Being roguelike and all. Mm-hmm. Didn't you have a spare key around here somewhere? <laughs> Did you check under the mat? Uh, yeah, it was, but the mat's missing now. <laughs> it's a little, no longer <laughs> like a little garden gnome here. Yeah. Um, so you uh, try to pick the lock. Uh, roll something for me. Um... Uh, Lock picking would be your, um, it's your dexterity plus, uh, plus your proficiency. So your dexterity, just your yeah, standard. No pick lock skill or yeah. So it's just it's just your dex modifier plus your proficiency, which would be plus two right now. Oh, that's super annoying. Uh, so that's going to be ten. I did not roll well. Ten. 
Um, so you try to pick the lock, um, and uh, it doesn't seem to want to budge. It might be rusted. Hmm. I guess they're going to have to change the door. I'll try to shoulder it quietly. <laughs> okay. Uh, why don't you roll me a strength check? That is an 11. <laughs> okay. Well, fortunately, I said it wouldn't take much and uh, just needed a 10 to just kind of lean into it. And you can hear kind of the, the crackling of the wood on the frame. And suddenly it just gives way. Um, okay. And you manage to do it without making a whole lot of noise either. All right. I'll gently shove it aside to clear the way and then creep inside. Okay. Listening for, you know, people hiding behind the door frame. All right. So inside, the air feels hot and thick, and the smell of the mineral-rich waters forces you to involuntarily wrinkle your nose. Marble-encased columns fill the space, with a number of short privacy walls further breaking up what is otherwise one open chamber. Steamy mists rise off the nearest pool as the cool outside air rushes to meet it. Your footfalls echo loudly off the smooth tiled floors, but from your vantage, no one can be seen. Do we want to take a bath? <laughs> <laughs> I think Broco should. At, why are you all looking at me? <laughs> uh... All right. So you're going to look around some more? Well, I mean, this is all this you, Craigar. It's a large empty chamber, so... Um, so, Craigar, where would he be hiding? I doubt they're hiding. They're probably just up in one of the main rooms. Yeah, this is the lower level. Uh, well, then take us there. Let's go. I'm sure they're waiting with anticipation to see us or meet us. Yeah. I know be. I am. <laughs> uh, you handed out all those flyers, so you got to get the place prepared, right, for the, the big show. I know security is strangely lax. It so. is strangely lax. Um, so that, that does uh, raise some alarm bells in your mind. But uh, as you look around, you can see that... Uh, you know, and you probably would remember this, the multiple broad staircases uh, on one end of this room that lead upward. Thick stone balustrades lining each of them, um, you know, that are made out of some kind of polished ivory-colored stone. Uh, brings back a lot of memories for you. But you know that that is um, what will take you to the main level. All right, well, I'll make sure everybody's ready to go, and we'll uh, quietly move up the stairs. All right. So you head over to the stairs, and um, you start to climb them. And upon reaching the landing, you, you know, you're trying to take cover um, uh, using the balustrades to sort of, you know, block your approach. Uh, and you move your way up quietly, I'm assuming, uh, as quietly as you can. But getting closer to the top, you... 22 stealth. 22 stealth. 
you really start to pick up a strange odor that's <gasps> unrelated to the baths below. This odor assaults your senses, and ahead, through a row of columns, you hear faint noises. And that is where we're going to end it for this. Cool, cool. Awesome job with the fight, with the puzzle, with everything. That was uh, that was very quickly done and uh, got a lot farther than I thought. So good job, everybody. Using your skills. You're definitely using your skills. I was uh, super impressed. Um, so we'll uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see where those noises and those smells are coming from next week uh, or next time. Until then. Been a very smelly campaign, Jerry. <laughs> it has been a very <laughs> smelly start to Dark finish. and smelly. <laughs> Dark and smelly. Uh, well, good job, everybody. Uh, this was uh, this was an awesome uh, awesome episode. You guys are moving moving some key parts of the story along, and uh, cool. Yeah, it, uh, you're doing a great job. Great teamwork, too. I like to think the story's moving around us, Jerry. Yes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> uh, well, take care, everyone, and we will see Bye. you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope you're enjoying our adventure. To show your support for this podcast, please leave a rating or review on your preferred podcast app. Also, be sure to check us out at DungeonPatrol.com.